0: Welcome back, dear listeners, to Ensuing Confusion, an actual play RPG podcast. I am your producer, Connor Sheridan. I'm joined today, going down the Zoom call here because Google Meet stopped doing meetings for free, by Cleric. Hello. Catherine. Oh, hi. You subscribe to our RSS feed, right? Yes, that's important. Uh, Tony. Hi, Welcome and kitty
1: hello there
0: and uh, now you may have noticed that i didn't introduce everybody by their playbooks and their character names and that's because today we're actually taking a step back from scum and villainy for a little mid-season break uh and instead we'll be playing a game called i'm sorry did you say street magic by caro assertion and this is a city building game and we're going to use this to sort of broaden our understanding of Subita, which is the home landberg of one of our characters, Gadget. Um, so we're, we're zooming out from the Beluga on its way to Subita to figure out what Subita's whole deal is, which I think will be um, a lot of fun. Uh, but before we do that, of course, please uh, subscribe to us, if you're not already, ensuingconfusion.pinecast.co, Find us on Google Play, find us on iTunes, leave us a review, get the word out. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. We appreciate every last little bit of it. So, uh, I'm sorry, did you say Street Magic? will be sort of familiar to us. Um, I don't know if anybody here has played it before, but I know you've played Microscope, because that's actually how we started this season. Um, and it has some similar concepts as Microscope. But instead of building an entire, vast, recursive history, we are building a city together. Um, now, the, typically when you start the game, you kind of start from absolute, you know, total blank slate, and you decide what kind of a city you make together uh, as part of the game. Now, for this one, we're going to be tweaking it a little bit, because we know that the city is going to be basically the capital, the largest city on the Landberg of Subita. Um, and we even know a little bit more uh, about Subita than that. But it's all still very broad strokes. So I think it will be uh, fun to kind of fill this in collaboratively. Um, but yes, Catherine, you, um, since I kind of at the start of the season, asked folks to come up with some ideas about their respective Landbergs. You came up with some uh, some notes for Subita. And I think what I want to do with that is just like... Um, These things are true, right? Uh, We don't need to address them in the game for them to be true. If they don't come up, it doesn't mean that they're canceled out. Um, Because I want, you know, your authorship of this landberg to stand, uh, even as we kind of fill it out more. Um, But would you care to give us a little bit of a a top-level view of of your concept of Subita?
2: Oh, absolutely. So I'm imagining a large landmass, and um, I'm kind of imagining, like, as far as the culture of the peoples there, uh, we established earlier uh, back in our microscope setting, um, you know, the following of the ch- uh, the faith of the children of the wire mm-hmm. um, was something that was established in the game's past. But I'd like to imagine that it's still being practiced in some capacity here in Sabina kind of a kind of a more old-fashioned, traditional place. However, I kind of like the dichotomy between following old ancient religion with kind of like the embracing sky ships, because we also established in our microscope game that at one point in the Lionberg's history, um, the technology from the children of the wire was stolen and repurposed for sky ships. So I kind of like want to see how that plays out as far as cultural impacts go, you know, um, how do they feel like is this a blasphemous thing or
0: not? Mm-hmm. And in terms of broader setting, the Landberg itself is sort of a a desert ocean, right?
2: Absolutely. Um, Desert ocean, kind of, um, you have people instead of fishing on traditional seas because that's totally overrated. uh, We're going to be doing like land boats here and fishing for sandfish. Perfect.
0: Uh, And speaking of strange creatures, people ride giant land lobsters around.
2: Giant land lobsters
0: and believe me i have some ideas for directions to take that <laughs> uh so yes let's uh that is some some groundwork from uh our original subiton author and let's play in that playground so introducing the game so here is a message from uh, caro assertion to kind of get us in the right mind frame I'm sorry, did you say Street Magic is a city-building story game? We take turns exploring our city. By the end of the game, we will have created a place that none of us could have imagined alone. Our agenda as players is to create a vibrant and multifaceted city to fill that city with life and personality and to expand on each other's ideas together. Unlike many tabletop games, I'm sorry, did you say Street Magic is played without a game master or facilitator? The game goes back and forth between phases of independent and collaborative creation. At times, we will despise on... at times, we will decide on certain aspects of the city as a group, but on your turn, each of us has complete control over what we add to the city. Now, the game encourages you to take regular rest stops, especially at the end of each turn, which we'll definitely do. Uh, for the rest of the game, I think we'll, we'll continue to use our content tools, which I don't know if we've addressed on air as much, but we're using um, the uh, script change, which is a great set of content tools. I'll, uh, I'll actually include that in the show notes for this one. Um, because I'm a big fan of those. (sighs) All right, so the next step is setting the tone. The first part of creating our city is establishing its tone, the color and texture of the setting we want to explore. As a table, let's decide on three adjectives that will set the mood of our city. We should pick at least one from the list below, but we don't have to limit ourselves to these options. Now, if you see at the bottom of our fun spreadsheet uh, that we're using to track this, since we're playing online, uh, there is a tab called Adjectives, And you can click over to that tab, and it is a list of all of the things. So we need to pick three adjectives, and at least one of them should be from this list. So I think, uh, again, as as in deference to uh, Catherine's initial vision, I would like to to pass it to you to pick uh, one word that one of these adjectives that we'll use to describe... um, the, this capital city of Subita, which we don't have a name for yet, and that's totally fine.
2: I'm totally in love with the word
0: vast. Vast? <laughs> well, I mean, we like it elsewhere. Why not keep using it? All right, vast sounds perfect. Uh, so we should pick two more. Um, does, does Do any of these other adjectives call out to folks, or does anything... Um, uh, sound interesting that isn't here this is kind of our way of just setting that initial tone like the game said of what kind of st- stuff we're interested in exploring
3: um i pulled up another list just to have more and it's fabulous adjectives
0: <laughs> i'm feeling a little drawn to the interplay between vast and cramped um because like in It's, you know, kind of vast in some parts and cramped in others, maybe. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe I like cluttered better than cramped. How do people feel between the two?
4: I like cluttered Oh, I'm totally loving
2: both because I love the dichotomy between the two.
4: I kind of feel cluttered more than cramped because you can have something that is vast and really expansive and also Mm -hmm. really, like, filled with
0: stuff definitely at the same time. definitely <laughs> the clu-
3: the clutter can lead to the crampedness depending mm-hmm. yeah um,
0: i like that
4: I too i was looking at the word ornate um, mm. because when i think of like things that are left by the children of the wire and when i was thinking back of like um, our previous game of microscope i always thought of like like, the ancient technology and all of that stuff as something that might have been, like, really intricate and ornate. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, what like, a- those things left behind would have been really, I don't know, fancy or something.
3: <laughs> what about mysterious? Are they really known?
0: That's a, that's an interesting one for the city, because, like, what does it mean for a city to be mysterious, like, to its inhabitants?
1: Are we going around in turns? I just want no. to make sure. No, we're just throwing oh, okay. things out. Because I've been holding my tongue because so I wasn't sure if we please, were or not. Please so go. I was nope. like, uh... Nope.
0: nope, we're not going in turns. What uh, what idea did you have?
1: Oh, well, just thinking of Gadget's brilliance, I was looking at Boastful.
0: Boastful? Oh, I do like <laughs> I love that. It. I like mm-hmm. that she kind of takes that from her home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I feel like there's probably a lot of ways that Gadget tries to distance herself, but maybe that's one way that it comes back in.
5: (laughs) You
1: can take the brilliant conspiracy theorist out of Subita, but can you really take (laughs) Subita out of the brilliant child conspiracy
5: theorist? and
3: And this might be later on. I'm wondering, how are the conspiracies in Subita? Is everyone a conspiracy theorist?
0: Or is that why Gadget left, to make more room?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are flat earthers, what's clearly hollow
5: earth.
0: <laughs> Do they all have hang in kitty stick posters there that aren't covering secret <laughs> computer panels?
1: <laughs> all uh, the behind the poster. <laughs> I really like the word here, and I'm, I'd be interested to see how what it would play out in terms of a city. This term, wayward... Mm-hmm. Like, what is the general opinion of Subita? <laughs> what is Subita <laughs> doing? How do people feel about Subita? Are they kind of like the prodigal Landberg?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think we've got, we've actually got one, two, three, four, five, six. So let's, uh, let's make a list. <laughs> that is more than three, uh, but that's okay. Four. That's Okay. Uh, I'm going to copy over the ones that we have in roughly the order that they were chosen. Which of these do we have to have?
3: Well, vast.
0: Okay. Because that that vast. is
3: from from Catherine from gadget. Right. Yeah.
0: All right. So we'll take take vast away. We got cluttered, ornate, mysterious, boastful, and wayward. I I love that idea. Personally, that gadget's weird boastfulness is just extremely common on Subita. I've got to admit,
2: <laughs> that definitely adds a lot of flavor. It's, it's a cultural thing, you know? uh-huh. so because <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the word that best describes you know, like the actual residents of okay. the Landberg, and we need a little bit more of that
0: for okay. our focus. So we've got four left. What's the last one going to be? Um, I guess everybody, we could vote real quick, because there's five of us. Um, I would vote for, hmm, Cluttered. Yeah, I I like Cluttered. Uh, alright, everybody else put a little mark in the one you like, and then, you know, if there's already a mark there, uh, just... Put, a, put your mark next to it. All right, well, we have a majority pick. <laughs> That's three for cluttered.
3: I don't need to make a decision. <laughs>
0: all right. Good job, Tony. <laughs> you made Masked, it. Last, uh, boastful,
1: and cluttered. Lovely.
0: Yes, so now we can all tab back over to the main where we play tab because we won't need to look at those objectives anymore. Oh, uh, Let's see the next step. We've set the tone. Uh, We use these words to start a brief conversation about our city. Let's come up with a big picture idea. Is it modern, riffing out a city that we're all familiar with? Is it set in the past or in a strange speculative future? Do ghosts exist? Do robots? Do talking animals? Uh, I feel like we've already got a pretty good answer to this question since we're coming with a little bit of an idea of the setting to come in. All right. Now, laying the foundations. Um, I will start to kick us off. um, And the first thing that we do... Just in our laying the foundations round, which is kind of a special round to get us get us started to get us a foundation, as the game says, is to explore a neighborhood. Uh, Neighborhoods are the broadest, most overarching type of card that you can play to build your city, Uh, and a neighborhood is composed of three things: a title, which is what denizens of the city call the neighborhood on a daily basis, a reputation which is, you know, kind of a couple sentences describing the neighborhood's general vibe. Uh, you know, residential, commercial, how do residents think of themselves? How do other people think of those residents? Uh, and then a true name, which is kind of an evocative description of a moment that kind of encapsulates this. And it's always going to be completely subjective, but it could still be said to be true, you know, true to that perspective. So I need to make a neighborhood. Um and don't worry we'll determine we'll determine the tor- turn order next. Um and let's see. So I'm going to you see there's these little buttons over here under the compass. Uh and I will hit the neighborhood button. And let's see the neighborhood. <sighs> okay, let's see. What did you you said sandfish, right? Yes. Uh I'm going to call this Neighborhood sandfish wharf. Because wharf is a fun word. Uh and its reputation is I think it's old and very working class, um, but also kind of weirdly gentrifying.
1: The Supitan hipsters they're moving in.
0: Exactly. Um, and its true name is hot, hot wind, uh, salt, something salt. Uh, no, wait, is it salty? The sand wouldn't be salty, would it? Um, gritty, gritty shoes.
1: That's
0: a good point. I'm going to keep that in my pocket. Uh, cause that might be co- good to come into play later hot wind, grid in your shoes. Um, oh, oh yeah. Um, God, what do you call those when there's waves coming off the ground uh, because of the heat? A mirage. mirage? Okay, yeah, heat mirage. <laughs> hot wind, grid in your shoes, heat mirage. So that is a neighborhood. That's the biggest thing we can have. Uh, and then the second thing I'm going to do in my special setup turn, because just to kind of demonstrate things to everybody, is make a landmark within that neighborhood. And landmarks can be, you know, any, any spot that people would kind of congregate in in a neighborhood. Let me, let me just go to the book. Uh, landmarks are the second highest tier of cards that you can play to build your city. They must be played within a pre-existing neighborhood card. The neighborhood can and often will contain multiple landmarks. Uh, so it needs a title. An address, which isn't necessarily a physical address, although it could be. And again, a true name. And I think the title I'm picking is... The Speedway. And I don't mean the gas station. Um, And the address uh, is going to be... uh, Too Close to Earshot. And the true name is... Distant shouts, um, chittering, chitin, um, concession stands, and that is a landmark within Sandfish Wharf.
1: Could you explain this true name thing again for me? Sure. Since this really seems to be like just a series of descriptors thrown together, as opposed to like uh, a secret title.
0: Yeah, uh, so let me go back to exploring a neighborhood for its description. A true name. Every neighborhood has a magic all its own. To confer a true name, come with two or three descriptive sensory images that paint a clear picture of the neighborhood in your mind. Write these at the bottom of the card. Or okay. in, a, in our cell. True names can be tactile details of the space, but they can just as easily be metaphorical or symbolical extra- or symbolic abstractions intended to elicit an idea or personality more than a literal representation. Got it. So a neighborhood's reputation might be what people think of it, but a neighborhood's true name is what makes it unforgettable. And you can kind of um, bring that down to the the landmark as well. Excellent. So that is my setup. And in our first laying the foundation round, um, we all either make a neighborhood or a landmark. And I've done that. So uh, we will now go to our normal turn order. Um, And next up... According to the turn order I laid out here would be Catherine and then Kitty's signed up here. So uh, Tony or Cleric, who would you prefer to go after Kitty?
4: I'll go after Kitty.
0: All right. It almost auto-completed Cluttered instead of Cleric. (laughs) Oh, no. I am Cluttered. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we have our turn order. Now, uh, as I said, in this laying the foundations around, everybody just makes either a neighborhood or a landmark within a neighborhood. So, Catherine, what would you like to make?
2: What I really latched on to was the description of the Sandfish Warp as being weirdly gentrifying. So it sounds like I want to stick around to another landmark around here.
0: Okay. I will make a little landmark box for you, and then you can fill it in but uh, yes walk us through the process. Like it's more important what you say. The stuff we write down is really just so we, you know, remember what we said.
2: Do I have to do this in a specific order? Do I have to go to title address and then true name or can I just hit them at
0: Whatever whatever, you know, evokes it for you. It really doesn't matter. Because be the title order. is going to
2: be ignored for the moment. Sure. Um all right. I want to start with true name, a little bit back ass words. But here we are. All right. So what I'm imagining for weirdly gentrifying um, and here is an example that's really only specific to people who live in our area in real life. But are you familiar with Voodoo Tattoo over on Lafayette Street? Um, It's a tattoo parlor that is being housed in what used to be a church. Oh, yeah. I'm loving that dichotomy um, Mm -hmm. of something you know that was once old and abandoned but had some old cultural significance being repurposed for something uh that wasn't intended built for it, and I kind of love that idea so i would like to think that um there'd probably be pl- places of worship from the children of the wire um probably i don't know some old precursor a central hub a port or something
5: mm-hmm.
2: uh but now it's being repurposed where um prophetic trades might be operating out of whereas the children of the wire were people worshipping old technology um i'd like to think this particular landmark is now being housed to people who are working with open trades maybe working for the skyships area so um how about address i was just typing without talking which is not a great <laughs> thing because podcasts are not visual mediums. So let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here in the Sandfish Wharf, there's going to be a, a Skyship Port.
0: So this almost feels to me, and like uh, anybody can feel free to cut in, like to first of all suggestions on a player's turn, but that player always has the final say on what goes in. Um, but this Jesus, almost feels please, to yes to me. <laughs> <Help> me. <laughs> with the name of Sandfish Wharf. Like I wasn't necessarily. Oh, I'm trying. Sorry. No, no, no. Go. It's good. It's good. No, I wasn't necessarily trying to evoke San Francisco's Fisherman's Wharf, but that's, like, <laughs> totally where we've gone. Um, because if you go out in Fisherman's Wharf, like, it's all ritzy-ass shops and, you know, like, expensive tours. Like, I, I uh, you know, wine shops, like, shops that are just for wine. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, just like a a chocolate, (laughs) just Mm. like a a nice um, mall that used to be like something that was actually used for like commerce and, you know, um, transit. Um, That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this.
2: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you phrase that here?
0: Um, Uh, Maybe just like uh, a converted stretch of ports on the old side of town or something.
2: I love the word converted. Yes, that's... And old side of town. Lovely. And literally anybody who is able to name things can chime in here.
0: <laughs> I mean, it could just be something as simple as, like, the strip. Like a strip mall.
2: Uh, here at Sandfish Warp, we're not great at naming things. The Speedway, the Strip. <laughs> <laughs> the Port.
0: Uh, maybe it could have be some, like, you know, like, port port 18 you know just like some very uh like <laughs> okay really leaning sounding. into the
2: san francisco <laughs> yeah, allegories yeah. here so yes
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god or it could be something uh because this is a city that used to be really and still does have connections with mm-hmm. the children of the wire it could be something that leans into those kind of um Quasi mystical technological terms like I don't know, um, as someone who's not particularly tech savvy, I would turn this over to somebody who is, but something like uh, capacitor port, junction port, uh, I don't know, chip port,
0: what chip coup port, port forward. like port forwarding um (laughs) i like that uh also i I, but if you want to just do port 15 you've written it down as puerto 15 which i believe would be our first instance of spanish (laughs) (laughs) in the past uh that, that works you know it's yeah who knows what language they're actually speaking it's just we're speaking english because that's what it would be in the movie uh okay now, as for the true name, uh, I feel like this is kind of an ex- Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it's supposed to have an address, not a reputation. I feel like there's some weird copying that's Oops. happening here.
2: All right, well, if the speedway is off in the distance, but still too close with an ear shot, I'd have to say that Puerto 18 would probably be the, the main stretch of this neighborhood.
0: And the true name, this is kind of like describing what it is, but like, just what are some like scenes that you think would happen there? Like what, what would somebody walking along Perdo 15 kind of experience?
2: People hawking their skills. Um, I imagine that the people here at Sabita, since they are descendants of the original Children of the Wire, they're probably a little bit more mechanically inclined than some other land work merchants would be. Mm-hmm. So this would probably be the place to go if you need a fix. Okay.
0: So like mm, engineers uh street engineers, yeah, let's call it that. Street engineers calling uh and then what's another what's another something that would uh that would make this place memorable for folks who came here.
4: What does it smell like?
0: Yeah, what does it smell like?
2: Oh, uh, I could not imagine it smells great. Um, how about burnt oils?
0: <laughs> Mechanical <Yeah>. grease? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's where it came from. Or fish. Weirdly, nothing in Sandfish Wharf smells like fish yet. But who you knows? maybe <laughs> that will change. Well, maybe <laughs> that will change. All that
1: right. kind of weird electrical burning smell.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, how about
2: it feels... It feels almost claustrophobic, even though there's not
0: a lot of objects around. Okay. So maybe like, yeah, claustrophobic in the open. Okay. That sounds good to me. Uh, So our next player would be Kitty. You can make a neighborhood, like a new neighborhood. Who'd moved that picture of the crane? Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay.
2: I mean, it was somebody else. I don't know who.
3: It's alive. That's <laughs> um,
4: what cranes do, Cotter. Mm-hmm. By the magic of editing, nobody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I but think, yes, Kitty.
1: Uh, I'm gonna make a new neighborhood. I think.
0: Okay. Cool. I will leave a little thing there in case we want to do another landmark, and I will boop the neighborhood button. Okay. And now you should be able to edit those fields.
1: Right. So I think what I am picturing when I picture this new neighborhood uh, is really stemming off of this idea when you, I think it was you or it might have been Catherine, casually mentioned the sand being salty. And I was like, well, if it used to be an ocean, it could have been salty. And it immediately made me think of the salt flats out in Utah, you know, that used to have ocean on top of it. And now it's just vast and flat and incredibly salty, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and an area where amazing experimentation takes place. So I want to create a neighborhood called uh, The Flats. Okay. Yep, The Flats.
0: Uh, I can edit that in for you if you want, or you could double-click on the little title field and put that in.
1: Let's go ahead and type it in. The Flats. There we go. And... In terms of reputation, I'm thinking of this as being a place that's um, perhaps a little lawless. Not like really lawless, but perhaps a little bit more rough and tumble than sort of the heart of Subita. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Kind of on the edges. The sort of place that, you know... Your parents would tell you, "Hey, don't don't go out there. That's where the the no goods go, <laughs> uh, but also where all like the young up and coming subitans want to go because it's where the exciting things happen." Yeah, so it's it's not really a place where people tend to live. It's okay. um, it would almost be like uh, well, it would be like the equivalent of like an old industrial park only surrounded by salt flats.
5: Okay.
0: Would you like me to kind of transcribe that in for you?
1: Yes, please.
0: All right.
1: Typing interrupts my thinking process.
0: <laughs> no problem. We, were, uh, Creative process should, should flow at all times. I'm happy to facilitate.
1: So yes, uh, rough and tumble, um, place of experimentation, especially those experiments that wouldn't necessarily fly in more populated areas, uh, draws the youthful up-and-comers, the people who want to try things that are exciting but a bit dangerous, Mm -hmm. the people who are looking for things that uh, might be a bit, I don't know, gray market-ish, where it's not overtly illegal to possess it, but also, I mean, it would be hard to come by and may not you can have it but you're not supposed to talk about it kind right. of stuff
0: all right and how about its true name hmm so
1: this is where we talk about sensory experiences uh, I would say this was uh salt on the tongue sun on your face grease under your nails that's good
0: I like it. Alright. That's a cool neighborhood. Uh, So that's Kitty's uh, turn. Now, Cleric, would you like to make a neighborhood or a landmark within Sandfish War for the Flats?
4: Yes. I have a question for Mm -hmm. Catherine um, about these giant land lobsters. Yes. What is their temperament? Um, where, where are you going with this? Cause are I, they, I, I'm... are they like the type of animal that would race? Are they the type of animal that would fight? Are they like, what would people do with these animals for entertainment other than work? Oh, other than
2: work. All right. Because I always imagine just being do... a burden, but I think you could. Add, add...
4: Or would they? Yes. Yeah, no. Go with this. Whatever you think of, go with it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, because when I'm thinking of the flats, um, I'm thinking of a landmark within the flats, because it's a it's a place where there's youthful experimenters, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's a little rough and tumble, right? Um, yep. So we'll call it lobster lash right just for right now i might change it <laughs> um <laughs> i like the alliteration but i, I mm. um and i guess for address i imagine this being like the main event in the flats um you know it's a. Uh, It's a lobster rodeo type (gasps) event. Or maybe it's a lobster (laughs) joust. Um, You know, something of that sort is what I am (laughs) imagining. It is maybe it's both. Maybe it's a combination of a lobster rodeo joust. And I am imagining um, the youth or young adults, or whoever that enjoys these types of activities um, are going to participate in a rough-and-tumble time with their lobster, giant lobster pals.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why does Lobster Radio ping so many results on Google?
1: (laughs) Oh, no. I'm literally just imagining, like, a Lobster Rodeo Queen Fight Club.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I like the idea of this kind of standing in opposition is like the rough, you know, uh, anything goes counterpart to the Speedway, which I also envisioned as having like lobster races. But this is more like, man, we do all kinds of stuff with lobsters out here. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Right. Like maybe the Speedway is like a race, but this Mm -hmm. is more like the monster truck.
0: Yeah, lobsters it's like the Kentucky so Derby right. versus, I don't know, what's the rowdiest thing you can do on a horse?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I love it though.
3: Bucking bronco riding? Oh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh like my that. god. That implies that there's lobster rodeo clowns <laughs> for when people get thrown from their angry lobsters.
4: <laughs> um, and I guess for the true name, like the experience that you have is Uh, Roaring crowds echoing through the night. And the smells of reconstituted food being (laughs) (laughs) uh, consumed and uh, tossed about. (laughs) Foil wrappers. (laughs) Uh, And... Um maybe there's bright lights flashing in people's eyes. I don't know. That's what I imagine at lobster lash. Mm-hmm.
2: Wait, wait, I'm gonna make one Different from the address. Nash. And then we race it immediately. The main event, because lobsters,
5: ah,
0: it's okay, I'm done. All right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I was trying to make a suggestion that would have been more funny if I thought of it at the time, but I was going to add the smell of clarified butter to (laughs) 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 Nice.
1: Nice. What do you think happens
0: to the losers? Oh, no. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) All right. So that was Cleric. Now, Tony, would you like to make a a neighborhood or a landmark within one of our neighborhoods?
3: I'm going to make a landmark in the flats. And following Augustine's love for cooking and spices (laughs) Uh is the Salt Factory.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Um, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> and this is, the address is the edge.
1: Oh, God. My brain just inserted the cheesecake factory into it. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> it was like a restaurant.
5: Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
3: actually, we'll, we'll do off that. We'll make it the salt cake factory. Um <laughs> Because it's easier to transport salt <laughs> in and cakes and then you just scrape off what you need rather than loose salt. Nice. Mm-hmm. The
1: salt cake factory.
3: Um and
1: Can it, just it,
3: go on down to the salt cake factory. <laughs> you got your all your different kinds of salt. You got your chocolate salt, you got your
0: Oof.
3: lobster <laughs> salt.
0: Keep those electrolytes up.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, the, the address is the edge, as it is on the edge of the flats, and its true name, and that's the sensory. Um, so what I see when I see the... Actually, what is the address again?
0: Address Some, is like, you know, just kind of generally speaking, where is it in in this neighborhood? Uh, like how would you find it like where would you tell folks to look it could also literally be an address you know like 10 cloverfield lane but not
3: a movie kind of like the edge (laughs) you just go to the edge of the flats and you'll find it um Mm -hmm. but kind of what i see for the salt cake factory is the way it works is they they gather the the sand the salty sand and they haul it in Put it into vats with large domes over them, and mix the salty salty sand with water and it'll over time with the heat during the day they utilize that natural heat to evaporate it. It collects in the dome, runs down the sides, and they collect the unsandy salty water to. Huh then evaporate into the cakes.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and I imagine they have a very careful solution set up to keep that water trapped.
3: Yes. Um, so you'll look for the edge, but also the... Uh, you can also say look for the large domes <laughs> uh, that compromise the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, for the true name... Um, you'll feel very parched just with the the salt that's in the air even more so than the flats as they're (laughs) hauling in the sand and it's getting stirred up and uh what else
5: Mm
0: -hmm. and it can be that sensory feeling it can also just kind of be like a broader metaphor if you want to look at it that way you know like feel free to go whatever just kind of occurs to you it doesn't it doesn't have to be you know you don't there's doesn't have to be a formula you follow at all
3: yeah and i'm also thinking it's a bit hotter even i'll say they probably use what metal they have to try and amplify the heat to increase the process so it's just hotter than normal so you don't want to work here
5: Mm.
3: Uh, and it doesn't help with being parched feeling
0: parched. right (laughs) it does not
3: but people have to have their salt it's one of the few things probably that doesn't have to come from a replicator
0: okay that's a that's a good landmark we've got some good good uh regional variations here already uh okay so that was tony uh now or in a normal round uh i would now hold an event but uh, we actually didn't have a compass this round. So instead, we'll take a quick rest stop and we'll, we'll check in. Um, how are folks feeling at this point? Are you, do you think you're starting to get an idea for how the game goes?
2: I'm significantly more confident now.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. At least this part anyway.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't get more comp- much more complicated. We're just going to add in. Residence and events um that's that's it from here uh okay so let's move to the next round which will be led by catherine so catherine is the compass for this round uh and what the compass does well i don't know if the player is called the compass in any case catherine gets to declare the compass and the compass is just the topic we want to focus on it wants it's our guiding principle so anything that we add as we go around the table again this round will so- somehow relate to this compass and it could be a neighborhood it could be a landmark it could be a person it could be a concept it could be you know like uh just salty things please um <laughs> it, it could be you know like commerce it could be um i really want to hear more about uh the people of puerto 15 you know um it could be anything like that um so you just pick that and then you also i believe let me make sure yes the person who declares the compass then wanders the city and to do in wandering the city you either explore a neighborhood visit a landmark or meet a resident and meeting residents is how we actually make the people who populate the city um but i can explain more about how that works when somebody wants to meet a resident
2: All right, so declaring a compass, you're kind of um, telling everybody else at the table what we should be exploring as far as topics go, am I getting this correct?
0: You are absolutely correct. Yep, it can be helpful to think of, you know, stuff we zeroed in on before, or or maybe just stuff that you're really interested in seeing.
2: Well, congratulations everybody, you get to do my homework for me, because we established (laughs) that there's a city. That can move locations, so one city but two spots. And what's up with that? Uh, that's your problem now.
0: Okay, so like, mm, like transit. How does the uh, city
3: move?
2: How do the people react to that, or what? Mm. What's the purpose of that? Or
0: okay, <gasps> uh, let's see. I have an yeah, idea. Yeah, I wrote about it. I just put the city moves as okay. the compass. Okay, so, sorry about, (laughs) I know you want us to do your homework for you, but you do actually (laughs) also start the round. Um, So, would you like to add a new neighborhood, a new landmark with an existing neighborhood, or a resident? And residents are always attached to landmarks.
2: Let's add another neighborhood, because I think Sandfish Warp is a fantastic candidate for
0: one of the locations. But now we need a new location. Okay, So, got a little new neighborhood for you here underneath the flats. And this is probably already obvious from the way that this is literally just a line going down, but this isn't like a geographical map. (laughs) You know, just because (laughs) this is next to the flats on our spreadsheet doesn't mean it has to be next to the flats.
2: All right. Um, We have a landmark of Portal 15. so let's go moving on. Kitty, you said you like when... Names are related to Children of the Wire, how about- What the fuck is the word for? Alambre? Going back to third grade Spanish class. Thanks, Miss Castillo. Huh? Uh, As
3: cleric. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't judge my spelling, okay? I can't- I can barely spell in English. but what autocorrect's for. Alright, um... Reputation.
3: So what is the name because you didn't tell the play or the listeners?
2: Oh, Puerto Alambre. Alright, so let's do a dichotomy. If Sandfish Wharf is old and working class, um, uh, traditional, but... Alright, absolute gentrifying. Um, Neglected?
0: Yeah, neglected could be um, decaying. But I don't know. I don't want to frame the opposite of gentrification as decay. You're right, that's right, 100%. Okay, yeah, not that's true. not where I'm going with <laughs> um, no, it's uh like is it Okay, so what do you mean by this? Do you mean that it's being kind of retaken by the actual residents, like the original residents? Or do you mean that the original residents are still here and you you know they themselves are probably, you know, leaving over time?
2: Yeah, I definitely want it I'm thinking of a place that's becoming less populous.
0: Okay.
3: Deteriorating?
2: Yeah, I'm going to put a placeholder word full. (laughs)
1: Moving on. All right.
0: (laughs) Sure. And the true name. It's
1: kind of like what's the opposite of thriving?
0: Failure to thrive. How about disrepair? Okay, so that's traditional, but like falling to disrepair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. You'd get like a feeling that there'd be some amazing views to be seen if it was more well maintained. Um,
0: Mm, so, like, you know, like a um, hmm,
4: diamond uh, in the rough.
0: Yeah, a, a broken railing, um, an uncenic overlook. <laughs> mm,
1: the smell of food cooking.
0: I kind of like the idea of, of um,
2: there might be a single monument, that there's enough people to maintain this one statue or this one monument but not enough manpower to maintain everything so you have this one um one nice looking shrine but the area around it, it needs care so you have a feeling of uh sad to see such a t- beautiful tribute not being taken care of so yeah rotting metals uh beautiful monuments uh that don't don't look at my spelling there we go if
0: much better. we're not being graded on spelling here
5: oh
2: thank goodness
0: <laughs> uh, lonely
3: nice would, would you would you say rotting or rusting
0: it wouldn't be rust because it's all yeah. arid yeah I mean you know we can mm. mean rotting figuratively right yeah uh, Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that totally works eroded um, that's the same as rust <laughs> yeah uh, okay, that is that is a cool neighborhood. Now, Catherine has uh, served her double duty as the compass and as the first to go. Next in the turn order is Kitty. You can add a neighborhood, a landmark, or a resident.
1: Okay. And the compass, the whole focus is on this idea that the city
0: moves. Is that mm-hmm. correct? That is
1: yeah um so i really like this idea that uh when i heard that the city moves my mind went into two directions and one seemed mm-hmm. like super fantastical and the sense of very technologically advanced and the other one seemed really like i thought more interesting so mm-hmm. i'm going to toss that out there and i guess this would be a neighborhood
5: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's really more like a place that operates within this idea that the city moves. And what this is, um, I'm going to call it the spindles.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And what this is, is they're like sandstone spires or sandstone, like thin sandstone uh, peaks or spires surrounded by a sea of sand. And here the sand is much looser and much um much more malleable and able to flow than it is under places like the, uh, the flats. And my idea is that much of Subita is built on this kind of moderately thick crust of compacted sand and salt. But underneath that, the sand is largely almost like liquid. And so the whole crust shifts across this kind of liquidy sand moving it from place to place across this landberg
0: oh so you're you're putting forward that there's kind of a mechanism that moves things back and forth rather than the city itself being like a, a vehicle moving under its own power
1: yeah, well because my other idea was it could be like a, the city is a vehicle that moves under its own power no I like that like... idea it's
0: I feel like you know the the city that just kind of moves itself like we've, it's a cool idea but've we've, we've seen it. This is, this is weird, and I like weird. <laughs> so
5: I
3: have a quick question. So Catherine's mm-hmm. description that was given uh, that's in the Discord, is that truth? Or are we...
2: Nothing's been established in-game yet.
1: Okay. I I yeah, have to I bring think... up the Discord. I don't have it open right now because it beeps loudly. <laughs>
3: because because what i was wondering and this is where if it's not truth it doesn't really matter is there was the descriptor that there's a fortress shaped like a step period mid that has the ability to submerge itself underground and i was just wondering if that was part of the city moving or not
0: that could definitely be part of the city moving yeah we have a uh Brought up the fortress element so far? So the fortress could still be like, you know, the city itself that's kind of built out of this fortress. The fortress could be its own separate thing that, you know, maybe maybe the settlements are built on this spindle, but the fortress kind of moves on its own. And you know, we've we've got a world of world of possibilities here. Were you saying something, Kitty?
1: No, I'm just waiting waiting for this to get talked about.
0: Because okay. I I don't
1: want to like change the idea of suvita. Nothing's been established in canon. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, go I don't, nuts. I don't think you're overriding anything by doing this. I think this is cool. So, what uh, what is the reputation of the spindles?
1: So my idea was the spindles that are these peaks, these sandstone uh, sandstone spires that kind of stick up out of this more liquidy. Um, sea of sand are um, places where people go when they're going to basically set out across the sea of sand. So basically this would be like the, the docks. This might be where like people would go to try to fish things out of the sea of sand, because if we have a sea of sand, it would be fascinating to think of things being able to be carried up on sand currents and fished out or sucked into sand currents. That could include technology, it could include people, if you didn't have a a way of traveling safely across the sand. And it could also be where you obtain sand lobsters.
0: So I've kind of written down a reputation, which is what uh, Mm -hmm. folks kind of think of the spindles, Uh, a liminal space where you go to get somewhere else or find something in the ocean of sand. Does that sound true?
1: Yeah, it's basically, it is the, uh, where the more solid crust meets the sea of sand.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and how about its true name? What do uh, what folks sit here in terms of sense or metaphor?
1: I'm going to say the smell of hot baking sand, grit in your eyes, and the shimmer of adventure in the distance. Or not adventure. The the shimmer of the unknown in the distance, and yeah, under neighborhood, I, under the where it's a little space. I would definitely say where the solid, where the solid crusts ends.
0: Okay, it's, I'll put that under the title because the reputation isn't like saying it, okay. it's saying what people think of it. It's not saying what it is. Okay, uh, where the solid crust ends.
1: Yeah, and I would say that that's definitely where people, people go to fish things out or find things in the sand or to help find someone who can navigate the sands. Because I get maybe the sense that there are some people who are particularly well versed in it mm-hmm. and uh, some people who aren't. It's its own skill.
0: I like that. Uh, now we move on to Cleric. What would you like to add?
4: I'm thinking a landmark.
0: Alright, which neighborhood is this landmark in?
4: I have a question about the spindles first, though. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're talking about how the city moves, um, is this, like, the city gets, like, washed up on the spindles? Or... I just got confused with how we, like, tied that in.
1: Well, Uh the way I... I Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say the way I envisioned it is essentially this: there's solid crust of compacted sand and salt and things like that on which the city is, or at least this, uh, the expanded city has largely been built, and that it flows essentially over this liquid, uh, liquid more liquid sand, this free-flowing sand. And... We have no idea. I have not specified what causes the sand to shift or flow underneath it. But uh, maybe the idea is that the spindles, the spindles are deep enough that they don't move. So maybe the spindles stay in one place and how you get to the spindles depends on where the rest of Subita has shifted to at that point. Okay,
4: so the spindles don't move and the rest of the city does move. Right, the
1: spindles are basically just if you've ever been to like a big red rock desert, they are just like big stuck to into the earth. the sand flows around them,
4: okay, and we still have not actually established the mechanism
0: of to which the city moves. Nope, no, we don't necessarily cool. have to here. It could just be about you know the consequences, the ramifications the um the. You know, what the city moving means. We don't have to say what makes the city moves. But we can if we want.
4: Okay. It just makes um figuring out in my brain. What, <laughs> sure. My brain, like how to if, how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: I do have an idea for that that I can do if you don't.
4: Yeah, no, that's okay though because we don't have to I, like identify how the city moves in order to continue on with like naming a landmark um mm-hmm. in Puerto Alhambra. Cool. That was like the most midwestern way to say
0: those two <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> we are an oh. unabashedly midwestern podcast. <laughs>
4: I am so sorry to my 13 years of Spanish teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and any of my Spanish speaking friends. You can shame me. (laughs) Um, so this landmark I am imagining is going to be, um, like a park i don't have a title for it yet we'll get back to that and the address uh if, if you're going through puerto alambre you're going to look through the the side streets and you'll find it you'll find this park area i guess it's sort of like a a small clear area uh between buildings um
0: off to the off off a side street okay so is it like almost like a big alley
4: yeah like a really big alley and i imagine this place would be like where children used to play but it's not really used often anymore because all of the children in this area have grown up and they didn't stay in this area, they moved on and went to other places while their parents and grandparents who lived in these homes stayed in -hmm. their homes. The kids didn't stay. The kids didn't raise their families in this area. That's what I imagine happened in this, in Puerto Alhambra, and that's why it's a traditional area, but in disrepair. Mm -hmm. Um, So... In this place, you hear the sound of chains clinking um, and echoing off the walls, and you hear footsteps in the distance, and maybe the sound of someone yelling across the street.
0: Is it a good yell or a bad yell?
4: You're not sure.
0: Uh, okay. Is a, a title occurred to you?
4: Um, they didn't. Na- they don't name things real well in in Subito, right? It's it's <laughs> who, who the park.
0: Does? the park? <laughs> yep. All right. Uh good landmark. Now we move to Tony.
3: So I want to tackle the fortress, and I'm not sure. If it should be a neighborhood or a landmark. Because um, the spindles as a neighborhood are, I was seeing them as kind of far spread, four corners type. Does that sound about right?
1: Four spread, four corners, do you mean as in like the, the four corners area where Arizona, Utah, Colorado, <laughs> and New Mexico meet?
3: Now like for the spindles are are they like are they situated around the corners of the city or all around the edge like how how many are they how are they like what did you see for that
1: You know yeah I guess I kind of that's well, interesting um initially I was thinking of them as kind of like a concentrated area of of sandstone spires um, in a set area or at least along like one kind of edge of the city Mm -hmm. Uh, but frankly they could they could really I imagine that sandstone spires could occur just about anywhere here in a place that's filled with sand Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: it hasn't been largely defined but they I would say they have to at least be close enough together that they constitute a neighborhood
3: Okay, yeah, and that's where I guess I was... I couldn't visualize it in my head. Um, I feel like the fortress would be a better landmark, and it would reside probably it would in the center of the city. Um, since neighborhoods don't really have a place on a map, um, it wouldn't be either... Porto Alambre or Sandfish Wharf, because those are specific to the two ports. Because that—that's what you did with Porto Alambre, right, Catherine? Was mm-hmm. that separate? Um,
0: Catherine? Yes. Uh, no, I was nodding I my head, nod. and you oh, can't—you oh, oh. can't hear that.
4: Uh, I saw the <laughs> nod. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Would it make sense for for a a fortress that can recede underground to be near sand that is really flowy
3: well so here's my here's my my vision of what this is and I'm thinking it could probably serve as its own neighborhood is that this fortress that's shaped like a steep pyramid and has the ability to submerge underground. Um, Mm -hmm. it sits at the center of the city and when it submerges, it actually, uh, lifts up this solid crust that the city sits upon and ferries it across the flats to the other port.
0: Oh, so it moves the city itself?
3: Yeah, because it's a city (laughs) that moves between the two ports. That's... Yeah, I like that idea. And I kind of see, because the Children of the Wire don't exist anymore, correct, at this point?
0: I mean, they are a a faction in the game, but they're a faction of of, uh, one, so there's not much of them left.
3: Okay, and I see this as probably a remnant that and I might be going too far into this, but um, it's a remnant of the children of the wire and it is locked. It is set. There isn't a way in that anyone knows that was passed down or that's knowledge that died with the, Mm -hmm. the children. And, the pyramid just keeps doing it jo- its job on a regular schedule. The fortress mm-hmm. moves. The city moves.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, I think so. The interesting thing here is that when you when an event happens, it can move like a landmark from one neighborhood to another. Um, I could also just see this being its own neighborhood where people where people work, and that has kind of its own distinct landmarks about it. I mean, I, I, th- I think I could see that going either way.
3: Yeah, and I could see it as a neighborhood because, you know, there's still going to be a life around it when, you know, there's going to be the landmarks. There's going to be potentially cleanup crews as this descends and rises. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd it, say a neighborhood.
0: Okay.
3: We'll just call it the Fortress feel like it needs a better name than the fortress (laughs)
0: yeah that can come in time um but if you have one jumping out to you
3: no um
0: just call it the lift or something
3: Uh i was thinking like the ascending fortress or but i i don't know if i like that yet i'll think about it as i work through the other two so the reputation is a mysterious Force. Yeah, a mysterious force.
4: Hmm? Oh, I was just saying a mysterious force for movement.
3: Respected, but feared. True name. Feel free to chime in on this one, because I'm not sure.
5: Hmm.
0: Uh, a sudden shadow... Um, does it make
1: a noise when it comes up, when it rises up?
3: So I feel like this is very mechanical and, and it's actually above ground Mm -hmm. when the city is stationary and when it goes to move, what it is, is it's the pyramid descending into the sand and that's actually it making contact with whatever it's doing right raising the crust on itself it's kind of how i see it so while it's moving it's it's down below
0: does it but yeah i like that idea of is it is it a racket when it goes down or is it like eerily quiet yeah and Wait, that's do you where... hear
1: years turning and crunching and grinding oh rumble
2: AOL nope. startup
1: noise,
0: <laughs> an old motor dial up.
3: You hear the what dial up sounds,
0: <laughs> and everybody knows to like bring their shops in for the day. <laughs> um,
3: so, um, for the children of wire, what did their technology look like? Was it? mechanical was it gears and cranks and noisy pieces or was it
0: i picture that i picture the children of the wire you know that the way we discussed them they were very dedicated to understanding the old ways um but not necessarily to like you know disseminating them or retrofitting them the retrofitting really started like when people kind of you know, like with the people like uh, was it Solomon? No, it's not Solomon. Bermuda Purple like stole the the skyship designs from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think probably the Children of the Wire stuff you'd see in like their temples would probably be like elegantly preserved and like you know maybe like a you know like an exploding diagram sense so that they okay. could, like, figure out how it works. I feel like, like, that's that's kind of the vision that comes to me. But I think, Kitty, you were one of the... I think they might have been your idea in the first place. Does that sound right?
1: hmm
3: Okay. I'd say this is eerily quiet, and the reasoning is because it's not actually mechanical. Because mm. uh, the... Did the children of the wire, um, how did they feel about the spirits?
1: My sense was that um, they weren't really, I I can't remember everything I said when we were playing microscope, but uh, my sense is that they were not super invested in the spirits. Um, In fact, they were far more kind of, if they had thought about spirits, they would have thought about how spirits and technology interacted. Their idea was that technology itself is not inherently evil or problematic and that it can be used to bring about and preserve harmony. So if, you know, spirits are part of that harmony, they would be looking for ways to interface with the spirits using technology. They wouldn't see the spirits as inherently anti-technology. They would just be like, well, technology had been misused or or um, had been used in a way to bring about harm. I They might even think, like, because they, they are so invested in technology, and technology to the, the degree that it almost seems, uh, it would seem magical to modern people in this environment, uh, they would almost probably find a way to be, like, creating spirits within tech the same way we these days might be thinking about, like, creating advanced artificial intelligence.
3: Okay. So my and again, I might be going too far in depth with all of this, but my mind just goes deep, Um, is that the children of the wire were actually in the pyramid. The pyramid is moved by earth spirits, and it's to maintain the harmony, they maintain the balance, because if the city sits in one place for too long, it... Um, the resources will get depleted—the the giant lobsters, the fish, the salt, all of it. So the spirits move the city via the temple, the fortress, to maintain that. So it's eerily quiet because there there isn't really any mechanics involved. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: that's very interesting.
0: I agree. So, sort of like a eerie silence, an odd feeling, kind of thing.
3: Yeah, because um, when the spirits are around, you know, there is that that feeling, that influx of power that those that are somewhat uh, attuned uh, get that feel.
5: Mhm.
3: Yeah, I like I like that. So, a sudden shadow, or a sudden shadow or light, depending on if it's uh, rising or descending, eerily quiet and odd feeling. And, now here's well, a
1: question. Sorry. No, but, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, are these natural earth spirits or do you think the children of the wire actually succeeded in creating sort of uh, artificial or automaton spirits?
3: I think these are... Um, these weren't create, created by the children. The children were here because, like you said, they wanted to preserve the harmony and they wanted to learn and help to do that. And this was a massive force that was doing that naturally. So they were trying to learn to figure out how to harness to create through technology. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. Thanks. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That is cool. It changes my conception of what the fortress, or of like what the city moving means, but it still stays true to it, so that's very cool. Uh, And we're back to my turn, and uh, Cleric did a, a cool thing, which was like, or wait, no, it was, yeah, I think, well actually both Catherine and Cleric did this talking about the city moving, like in the sense of, the metaphorical sense of like people moving within the city. Uh, with Puerto Alambre and to the park. Uh, and I'm going to also kind of cheekily do that, and I'm going to make a resident of the speedway. Uh, and this resident's name, let me see if it, yep, okay, is Zinc Garland. Pronouns, hmm, uh, Zinc Garland. I think Garland sounds like a she heard to me, uh, and the way that you introduce a resident is you kind of stage a, a short vignette that just kind of like helps reveal their true name. Um, and in a longer game, you can kind of like open it to more like improv with people playing different roles. But since we're we're trying to keep this pretty short, I think I'll just frame like a really short scene of, um... Zick kind of, like, stalking forward. You know, she's probably got, like, a cool jacket on. Because, of course, you have to have a cool jacket. And she has a big smirk on her face as she just walks past the folks shouting at Puerto 15. Um, and, um... You know, which is probably, like, where she lives, but it's not really where she's a resident. Where she's a resident is the speedway, um, and she takes her trusty lobster mount, uh, and her lobster's name is um, Clarice, uh, and we we cut to a scene of her just going the distance and going for speed at the speedway, um, and she is... And it becomes clear, you know, I think there's a lot of corruption uh, at the speedway, at the races, Um, but she doesn't get, she doesn't, you know, mess with that shit. She is just about the race and she does what it takes to win, but all like above the board. So I think the true name is uh, Fast Principled Dope Jacket. (laughs) Nice. Nice.
1: My real name is Dope Jacket. (laughs) Please write that on my tombstone when I die. (laughs)
0: Uh, And that is my wristband.